people to understand that there's so much to life whether you're the CEO or the janitor given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing oh you want to know me well I'm the man that you knew now you know welcome to the remember podcast all things entrepreneurship people just take life and kick it square in the ass of my special guest my wife Brittany Rexius hey hey that's the calling card uh you know we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit on some of these podcasts we don't we haven't had a lot of guests lately just because of all things covid corona whatever and just our schedules we went from being slow to yeah. the busiest we've ever been in our entire professional career i think we have like no time to even i mean take a shit and enjoy it if i'm being perfectly honest with you like it's, i mean it's, i get an 18 month old climbing on my lap every time i do so. true but it, it's literally nonstop. like we have works and people being out sick we have yeah. to run store shifts because if they have a fever we gotta work so anyway so like we you know kind of redesign our company as we're going into the into the fall here of the of this insane year and the outlook for 2021 and we're in a very blessed position to be in where we're at we're not uh that is not lost in us especially living here in the midwest in nebraska i mean we've traveled to vegas we've been to pittsburgh we've been to other stories mean, or carolina we've been everywhere yeah and i will say i'm very blessed to live here with the current status of where we're at uh as far as business-wise is concerned because we haven't had been forced to shut down a whole lot mass mandates the last 30 days have really knocked business down yeah. in retail though for us i mean i mean straight up honest i mean that's not a political determination of, of yes or no i don't really give a shit about your opinion on it either to be honest so you can just keep it to yourself but the, the fact of the matter is sales have gone down for every retail segment across the, the city that uh, where they have mass mandates enforced um and so that's just something we're dealing with and obviously i'm not yeah. giving you my thumbs up or thumbs down on it. I'll let you decide your own opinion on that. I don't go into politics. So, um, but other than that, we've been very blessed. So in saying that I lead that conversation to, you know, goal setting and, you know, something that I had kind of lost. Like I always goal set. I always mm-hmm. have, I write them down. I'm very vocal with them. I, I write them down so I can see them. I put them on my walls, my offices. If you've ever been to the Rexy's corporate office, you'll find a ridiculous amount of expensive ass motivational posters everywhere. And yep. like, probably the first thing Laurel saw when she moved in here was like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, yeah, I'm addicted to motivation. So, um, but I, I do. And I realize that, I mean, I need our, we need our staff to. And yeah. so I mean, we, we are sitting down as we're making our goals for the next three, five, and 10 years. And we have to get very legitimate with ours. That'd be very specific yeah. with corporations. And does it make sense to do this? Does it make sense to do this? Because there's a lot of consequences with our goals. You know, is there a tax consequence? Is there a, you know, um, a liability consequence? Is it, how does it affect our personal income and our ability to do things personally, yeah. much less professionally? Because if you understand if we make a move professionally, that makes a lot of sense for the businesses but can have disastrous consequences for us personally um, on our personal income and our ability to go do anything or refinance a house or finance a wedding or kids go to college or cars. I got two of them turning 16 in a year. I mean, and God forbid they'd actually share a car. They'll kill each other before that will ever happen. (laughs) So I got to find some or something real nice, real nice pieces of shit for you guys who don't know where that movie's from. um, It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the second best Christmas movie of all time. Yes. Next to Die Hard. Next to Die Hard. It's not even a, it's not even a debate. Nope. Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. If you don't, the whole show, the whole movie happens on the day Christmas. of Christmas. Yippee ki yay yay, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, okay, back to the point. Um, I think we just got ourselves a snippet. Um, 
but like those are things for us. So we get very specific with our mm-hmm. goals. Here's what we're thinking about doing. And we have to ask for a lot of advice in ours. Like yeah. we had talked to a tax attorney, my brother, we had talked to a CPA who does our taxes, a corporate attorneys. We're talking to some venture capitalists some other things that we have to do to find out all the information. Our goals aren't just like, I want to, I want to own this car in five years. Yeah. For some of you younger, are basic that there's nothing wrong with that. Like your goals can be ours are very specific yeah. and a lot of information has to be gathered to get to those goals. But if you don't make those goals, if you don't legitimately look into what that's going to accomplish, what's that, what's going to take it's bullshit dreams. Mm-hmm. Your hope. I mean, it's, if you don't make any plan today to achieve that goal, you're basically saying, I'm not going to work for that. I hope I win the lottery and that's yeah. attainable. So it's a, it's a crap shoot. It, it's, I bought a Powerball ticket and I really think I'm going to win. Um, so what we had our staff do, mm-hmm. Mr. You and I were talking about, we were doing this. We're like, oh, why yeah. don't we make our kids and our employees Absolutely. do this? Absolutely. You know, and you've always been a goal earner. I mean, what was your, you had a saying you were going to um, I have daily quotes that come to me just because I'm that type of person. But it says, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The opportunist sees the opportunity in every, op- in every difficulty. So Damn straight. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's, and that's the thing. I, I think that, I mean, I, I had a staff meeting last Friday and I think they all felt like I got to see me get pretty fired up about some things because I, I've been listening to podcasts too, guys. I don't just listen to my own podcast. I mean, I listen <laughs> to a lot of podcasts and, uh, Andy Frisella, who I will get on this show at some point in, in, in time. I'd love to meet the guy. That's one of our uh, goals. That's one of our goals. And, uh, just because I like his style, like his mm-hmm. delivery method. And, you know, he had one that I was, uh, it was the leadership paradox and I was listening to it and, and it made a lot of sense. Like, I'm not holding people accountable enough. But one of my goals is a certain level of accountability. Why yeah. isn't just me saying, Hey, next time they screw up, I'm going to bring the hammer down. Now that means that I need them to detail out where they're at too, yep. what their goals are so that I can be a better boss. Yeah. I take that when we screw up, I take it as a team loss. Mm-hmm. I take it as I didn't lead them correctly. They were unaware of what was expected where their job duty is now, where they want to be. And so what are the consequences of, you know, action or inaction in a lot of these circumstances? So that was my fault. So I had them all grade themselves in the Rexy and, and the gym. Yep. I had them all like, I go, give me your grade yourself on a scale from zero to a hundred. And 90% of them did zero to 10 instead because <laughs> apparently zero to a hundred is weird. I'm like, I mean, so we're going to use decimal I mean, that, points. That, that like, leaves a lot of room. Well, no, but, a lot like, of but you know, area. I'm like, it's like, I mean, we can almost like a seven's, you know, eh, but an eight's too good. So a 75. That was my thought. I mean, decimal <laughs> points. Who cares? Anyways, I say, you know, give yourself a grade on your daily duties. Like what you think your job is. Cause simple fact is like, I, we have a lot of people who work for me straight up on us and they're going to play these podcasts in their, <laughs> in the stores who think their job duties are significantly different than they are. And yeah. some of that's just lack of communication. A lot of it's because I'm just so damn busy. Mm-hmm. Um, even this morning I had to respond. I, I got a little hot and bothered by the way. I some, a couple text messages came through from some, some guys we work with and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna lay this out because I'm so freaking busy. Yeah. And, and and this takes time. And this to, takes time for me to appropriately soak in, try to not read negative connotation into it, yeah. which I do. Because you can just, when you're in a bad mood, you're going to read somebody sending that text message to you in a smart ass way, whether that was intended or not. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? We're a little more honest. Part of my goals is to be way more honest and transparent with my staff. So I was like, listen, I'm going to try my best to not read negative connotation into this, even though I think it was geared to, and I go down the list and quick response. I think we, we hashed it out real, real quick and easy yeah. before I would just get pissed to sleep on it. But right now I don't have time. Right. That's the thing for us. Well, and it's letting those things stand in the way are standing in the way of the goals that we have set 
for ourselves and for the business. And it's actually standing in the way of their goals yeah. because if they let this come down on them all the time, like, well, that's, and that's, I think what they found on Friday cause I went and met with them all last week and we did their, we went through their, their goals mm-hmm. in the two weeks ago. And then they honestly see it Friday. Like I'm serious. Like my goals, like I will not let a single fucking person on this planet get in between what my five and 10 year goals are period. Yeah. We won't let anybody, nope. we have goals. And if you're in the way, you are an obstacle to that goal. I will help you bring you along. I want to bring as many people along with this journey Absolutely. as humanly possible. But if you're going to buck the system, I'm, you just got to go. And the thing is, I tell everybody else, in the most happy, yeah. kindness way possible. I'm not an alpha in the aspect that I need to sit there and for lack of a better term, measure with everybody. I'm not yeah. going to do that. I don't have time for it. Not, I, don't, I think it's ego and bravado. I've, I, I mean, we joke around humility and ego in my house, but on the end of the day, I, I am very humble about where I'm at. Yeah. I am very humbled by the opportunity I have, but that doesn't, you don't take the alpha of an alpha either. Like I'm, right. I'm just not gonna, I'm, I'm at the age now where I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. I have no problem admitting when I need help and I have no problem, uh, it, it, you know, having an open, open conversation. I don't feel the need to, raise myself up by putting someone else down. So I, you know, you do you boo boo is my, my favorite expression. So (laughs) anyways, I had them grade themselves and where their jobs at. Now that why I do that. And I think you all at home or anybody listening to their car, write down like what, where you're at in life. What is your job? What is your duty? How would you seriously Mm -hmm. grade yourself? I mean, I mean, literally be honest and be real with it. And I was actually, some people have a straight up over, were thought they did a lot better job than they did. Yeah. And some I had to tell them like, Hey, get a little swagger. Yeah. Holy shit. Like you are kicking ass. I had that. I have no problem. Like that Kelly gamble. You're famous, Kelly. Uh, she <laughs> managed our Bellevue shop. And I told her, I'm like, and I think she was thinking it was going to be negative. I'm like, you are kicking ass. What you have done in the Bellevue community. I mean, yeah. it's phenomenal. I am so impressed. And yeah, you have your areas you need to work on too, yeah, but you but are, you are building, but what you are building here and the relationships is exactly the kind of model that I aim for. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, and, and she was just jacked up, you know, oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I go, no, you walk into this little bit of swagger i mean you don't need to like you know i'm like i understand that i can be intimate i understand that i can be overbearing yeah like overbearing but like i'm just yeah you're i can intimidate people passionate i'm passionate yeah um but i'm not like i i don't i don't i take team wins but i have no problem giving somebody like i don't even say good job i say congratulations Mm -hmm. has a different connotation to it when you say that word but so i didn't grade themselves and like some were up some were down whatever and then I look at their three-year, five-year, and 10-year goals. And I told them all straight from the beginning of the meeting, like, listen, I love you. Um, I, this literally, I got mad love for all of you. I want you all to reach every one of these goals that's remotely feasible. Mm-hmm. And I go, and so in this review of your job performance is literally, to me, set you in the correct direction and us in the correct path and the correct understanding to achieve those five and 10-year goals. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just bullshit. And the thing is, as your employer, and I, and you're not going to come anywhere close to this if we don't make a plan and a first step. And in five years, you're going to blame me for at least a portion of it. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, why do you say that? I said, people very rarely, not saying this is a personal reflection of anyone I'm meeting with, but 90, I would say 95% of people lack the ability to take responsibility 
for their own actions yeah. and, their, and their destiny. This is why you see a lot of people in their mid to late 30s or 40s get divorced randomly. It came out of nowhere. What was me? What was me shit? And then they start blaming their parents for some crap that happened 25 years ago. And, what, and all that is is a lot of bullshit to blame other people for why your circumstances are where they are yeah. instead of looking in the mirror and saying, I didn't study hard enough. I didn't take the opportunity. I stayed safe. I stayed this. I did this. I spent money like an idiot. I gambled too much. I, I, I did drugs. I did whatever it may be. Yeah. That's not your fault. Well, I, yeah, I drank too much, but I did cause my daddy was mean to me when I was little. Fuck your dad. Yeah. Like get the fuck over it. I mean, good God. I mean, personal, personal responsibility, personal I mean, responsibility. And the simple fact is I have been screwed by family before I've been screwed by business partners. I have made, and I, and I'm not saying I wasn't upset. I'm yeah. not saying, but I said I took that as a life lesson that contracts mean something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get shit in writing. I'm going to get it on pen and pad to protect everyone in the process. We're going to be very clear about like what our goals and and, and are like we do business relationship with people. And, like we go through the operating agreements. I just yeah. did a how to video on this. Like this is for reason because you're friends now, but you prepare to not be friends later. I hope yeah. that never happens. But you know, I mean, it's things. I hope a fire in my house never happens. But you bet your ass, I got a fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. Just in case. So take that with all of your life. Don't want a fire, but have a fire extinguisher just in case. Yep. So anyway, so I, I said, you know, I don't want you guys blaming me for this. We had to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. So if your income isn't where you want it to be at 40, 45, or 50, you know, look back and be like, that dick at Rexius didn't pay me enough and I did all this work. Well, if we have the same set of goals and we have a very clear understanding of what this can achieve those goals and you don't do it, you know it's not my fault. I'm right. not going to have you holding me accountable for your failures. Like if, if you're very happy making XYZ money now, right, yeah. and you don't save any money, you spend it all and you're like you're you're on a career track where you're just like i'm very happy where i'm at i don't want to move up nothing wrong with that a lot of good people do that nothing yeah. wrong the problem is when all of a sudden that car magically breaks down and it's a transmission and it's 1600 dollars, and your tires pop on the same day there's another grand now you're mad because you didn't take a you career opportunity yeah. you didn't save that money and you're going to blame the person who writes your checks because there's not more check Yep. I've seen it happen. Oh, my fucking boss took care of me. I wouldn't have to deal with this. No, maybe if you would have taken better care of your car, maybe if you would have saved more money, not spent it all, maybe if you had taken the promotion opportunity or worked that side hustle job or delivered a little bit of pizza and like slap your ego down. I mean, I'm the CEO. She's a CFO of multi-million dollar companies. And when COVID first happened, she volunteered to go work and try to get a job at the grocery store stocking overnight. Yeah. And I volunteered to go drive deliver pizza because I had no idea what was going to happen. I wanted to make sure our staff got a check and we took care of our family because we grew up in a time where multiple times in our life were we weren't sure what the fuck was going to happen with the economy. Yeah. That's the difference between what we do and what a lot of, a lot of other people do. Is I didn't wait around. No. A lot of people I saw working that early high V bakers, 4 a.m. shift stocking were a lot of professionals who make six figure incomes. Mm -hmm. I can tell you straight up, I walked into high V one morning. There were three guys. I know they're stocking at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. that all make over over $100,000 a year and never lost their jobs. They just, they just didn't know what was going to yeah. happen and they weren't going to wait around for somebody else to tell them what's up. And that's also why they're in the position that they're in is because they don't sit around and wait for things to happen. They go and make it happen. They're just going to stock that money away. They're going to put yep. it in the stock market as it drops. They're going to do whatever it takes. So anyways, in these goals... And they're like, you know, they want to be in this position. And so then I dive down into these goals. Okay, why do you want to be in this position? Like, mm -hmm. what does that represent to you? Because I want to get to the root of why that seems obtainable. I mean, yeah. it can't be just because you don't like where you're at. 
It has to be because there's a goal there that's going to satisfy. It's going to you know satisfy an income need. It's going to satisfy materialistic needs. It's going to satisfy a part of your soul, yeah. um, part of your family growth options, time commitments, whatever. But you got to have reasons that are justifiable. Yeah. Now, well, I want that promotion because I really want a Corvette. That's a stupid fucking reason, in my opinion. But it's a reason. Yeah. But you have to justify whatever that reason is. Right. You have to have an end game for your goal. You have to have Otherwise, an end I mean, there's a reason to go achieve yeah. that goal, not just because you think it looks cute on your Instagram profile to show off to people. That's a stupid, that's a stupid fucking yeah. reason. Like, I, I personally think a materialistic possession is a stupid reason, but sometimes it may not a car. Maybe it's a house. Yeah. To buy a home for your family. Maybe it's to buy a, a vacation home for whatever reason, because you like the lakes and we live in Nebraska. And you don't want to move away from here, but you'd like to travel and vacation away from here as often as fucking possible. <laughs> I totally get that. We've thought about that a lot. Just think I got that money for the vacation. I'm still fixing the one I live <laughs> it's in. It's a goal. It's a goal. But it's a it's a legitimate goal that we would love to have a vacation home someday on the ocean, either between Galveston or South Padre. Yep. Just that that's a goal for us. Mm-hmm. And it's a dreamy, lofty-ass goal when I have half the siding ripped off my house right now <laughs> and I have no drywall on the inside of many parts of my home. So, uh, but I mean, it's in it. We are coming up with plans that make that a 10-year reality. Yeah. That, I mean, one just big enough for me and her that none of our kids can come visit at. All so, at the same time. They can come visit <laughs> no, one at a time. No, they can't. Um, <laughs> they can pitch a tent on the fucking beach. Anyways... Uh, <laughs> My parents did this. I got a condo and, and they're like enough for one set of kids to come visit at a time. Yep. But brilliant. Smart like, move. Well, smart move. Otherwise, a lot of money anyway. So, and that's the thing about setting your goals is like, have you sat down and put it on paper? Mm-hmm. Have you legitimately said, this is where I'm at? And when you have to verbalize it on paper and reread it to yourself to the point that it makes sense, yeah. it makes you get specific. I don't just mean on your phone. You can do it on your phone, but print it off. Print it off on a sheet of paper yeah. with a chance that somebody might actually fucking see that thing. And you have to sit there and go, well, that makes no sense. I yeah. mean, it makes you literally verbalize and make a plan for success for your life. And I told my staff previously, whether that's that five and 10 year goals with me, uh, maybe we kick off another subsidiary company. Maybe it's you going on to do your own thing. That's cool. Regardless of what that is, I want to fucking help you get there. Yeah. I want to, I've always said this and we've said it a hundred times. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. Mm-hmm. I only want to know where you want to go. If it's positive, if we can be a part of that. Yeah. Cause that's, that, that, that's all I give a shit about. Yeah. I don't care to people if I'm like, Oh, I was addicted to drugs or I have been arrested. No, I go, I don't give a shit. And your I don't past care. Is your past. Your past is your past. I can't do anything about that. What you do moving forward is I mean, what makes there's you. Only, there's only a few things if you've done in your past where we're not going to be friends. If it yeah. involves kids, it's a good chance that uh, we're not going to be friends. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, we can't judge. We yeah. literally have we have been very blessed by by our savior to be where we are at, and mm-hmm. we are not ones to judge on anybody else's shit. So, but and make a goal. And I said the same thing to my staff. It was something I was reading from, I was listening to from Frisella that said, you know, 1,000 days, where's your grind? I told them the last 1,000 days, I can guarantee you 98% of those 1,000 days have been dedicated to achieving my fucking goals, yeah. which is why through the COVID shit so far, my companies are still standing, why we are successful, why my franchisees are still doing phenomenal, why we're opening more stores and growing amidst the climate that should not happen is because the last 1,000 days, we have been grinding nonstop when everyone else was kind of coasting on a kick-ass economy. We've been rolling with the changes and figuring out where we need to go. We were ahead of the game. We were grinding yeah. in on podcasting and shit before podcasting had to be a thing because you were at home. We were doing it on videos before it became a thing. We were on social before it became a thing. We were out doing the simple relationship tools that people quit doing because they thought they could outthink hard work. Yeah. We kept doing the hard work and that's why we are where we are. And I asked my staff to achieve these goals. 
for the next thousand days, are you doing what you started out this morning? Is that going to get you any closer to those freaking goals? Yep. If the way you woke up this morning on a Monday morning does not get you anywhere near that three, five and 10 year goal, you have already wasted your damn day. Mm-hmm. So I said, take an ownership mentality and whatever the fuck it is you do. I don't care if you work in a damn cubicle. I don't care if you're graphic design. I don't care if you're working retail for me. If you're working at a gym, if you're a trainer, I don't give a shit what it is. I don't care if you're an employer. Like if you bust your ass and you take an ownership mentality while still respecting the owner, even if you're not one, yes. that's key. I'm going to say override their decisions, but take that ownership mentality they're going to notice and they're going to take you with them. There's a reason why certain people are business partners of mine and certain people are not. And because I've saw like they gave an ownership mentality for that period of time and they made it happen. So what that, what does that mean? It means if you're in a retail store, like I said, this is my staff. Imagine you emptied your bank account with everything you had, every last, last penny you put on the wall on product. And the only way you can keep that house or that car, feed your kids, feed Mm -hmm. yourself or clothe yourself is if you find a way to sell this shit on this, on these shelves, how does that change your approach? The time you wake up, the time you go to sleep, I guarantee you it is different than the way you conduct yourself now as an employee where you get to clock out mentally and physically. Yeah. And they all, every one of them agreed, like that's absolutely true. So take ownership mentality, get clear with where you're at in your life, write down one year, three year, that's your thousand days and five year and 10 year goals. Lofty or not, and you got to figure out a very good game plan to get that one year and a very good game plan for that thousand days to get your three year. And that will feed into your five and 10. You don't yeah. have to get nearly as specific with those, but understanding that those one and three year goals Maybe into the specific. five are specific enough to lead to those other opportunities. And take personal inventory of yourself. Where you at? Constantly, like on a weekly basis. Okay. Are the things that I'm doing this week going to get me to those goals? Taking personal inventory is is key all the time it doesn't stop just because you set the goal you have to continuously work towards it it's like me like i'm calling me my own shit so like get my phone i mean it's been a goal like i'm I'm become fluent as shit in spanish because i think it's the best way to be the best ceo in business that i am that i need to not just be google translating shit my four years of spanish in high school and college didn't pay off because well i was high school and college like i literally so i'm on the cardio machines and they're making fun of me while i'm trying to multitask and i'm learning i'm doing duolingo because it's free (laughs) so um and i'm trying to learn i take 10 minutes of my cardio to do that like you have to, I'm still getting, and I'm, I, I've slacked off on the book I've been writing for several weeks now because I haven't been able to drive to Sioux City. So now that's what I used to do was in my car. Yeah. And I'm not doing that lately because I'm so damn busy running a shop. So now it's okay. I need to make 10 minutes, mm-hmm. at least every other day where I spent writing a book. I'm not going to achieve my five and 10 year goals. My, my three year goal being published. And none of that's going to happen if I don't do shit today. If I keep making yeah. that a goal, it gets pushed off every year to the next three years. I'm nowhere nearer because I haven't done the fucking work to execute to make that happen. So um, make it a priority. Make it a priority. Take a very good um, grading of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should take an inventory of where you're at. Yeah. Make these goals. Share them with your employer. I've said this to, uh, you know, somebody else near and dear to me that they have, we had talked about. I'm like, if, um, you know, like I go, no boss worth a shit is going to ever put you down for saying you want to further your career Yeah, and you're not stepping on anyone's toes in the process. You can do it with a certain amount of tact and respect. Yep. And I've had people who say, like, you know, listen, I've had people before like, Hey, I can't, like, I'm not in a position to give you what you need right now. 
on that level. I said, but hell, I do know some people that can't. Yeah. And, 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 and if any boss ever says, no, you need to stay where you're at you need to stay, um, you know, say doing what you're doing, doing what you're doing and just keep your head down. You need to fucking leave now. Yeah. Don't ever stay in a place that doesn't allow you to grow where you want to go. You know, I have some people behave very happy where they're at with me for the rest of their life. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm super appreciative of that. I have no, issue, no issue at all um, with that whatsoever. I'm very happy. My staff will stop fucking texting me. Huh? Welcome to Mondays, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if, if you say, hey, I want to achieve this, I'm like, hey, cool. I understand if you ever have that conversation with an employer. What I just described to you. I mean, an audit of yourself, an inventory, one year, three year, and five year goals. You need to have that defined before that conversation happens. Yeah. It's like, hey, I want to raise before. And that's what I do with my staff. I'm like, okay, cool. Here are the numbers. I'll go by the numbers. I'll take facts, don't care about your feelings. Yep. So I will literally go through exactly everything they've done, where the numbers are at, the feeling I get, and my personal perception of it when I go to have that conversation. So it never bothers me to have that conversation with staff because. I'm like, okay, let's do it, you know? And maybe, you know, like, like I said, I'm never, I'm at the age now where I don't, I prove me wrong. Great. Yeah. We welcome that. Welcome it. I mean, seriously, because it makes us better. Mm-hmm. I am all about, I mean, Matthew McConaughey did this great speech. I'm always chasing myself 10 years in the future and you're never going to obtain to be your own hero, but it gives you somebody to keep chasing. And that's, that's, that's me. Like, yeah. I'm never going to obtain. Now, some of my lofty ass goals that were for five years ago, there are certain ones that, let's be honest, talking about running for office, I have, I'm being real with you guys. I really want to do this yeah. in a lot of ways, probably 60% of me, because I get so pissed at seeing all the hate and the bullshit. And I would like to be an incorruptible figure, but I, I, we made rules. If I'm ever going to do this, I'm going to do it on my own money. I yep. will do it as an independent because I hate political parties. I will. It takes $9.8 million as the average to run a successful senatorial campaign. Literally, mm-hmm. we're like, holy shit. I think I figured out six <laughs> years in, in, in Washington, you got to figure out an extra amount of money because I'm not taking lobbying cash. If I'm going to do this the way I want to, I'm not even planning on getting reelected. I'm going there to piss people off. So I don't have to worry about that at all. And I'll go through this process. I said, okay, so how much, like, I mean, that's a lot of money for anybody. And, and no kids, I ain't anywhere close no. to that. So, but I, we met with these guys. We're making our goals. How do I achieve that yep. to make that a reality? And I go, it's going to be 15, 20 years before that can probably happen, mm-hmm. more than likely, if, if, I am, if I'm able to get to that level. And two, that makes my kids will be older. That's where the 40% yeah. who didn't want to do it is I wanted, didn't want to subject my kids to it. Yeah. Because people are fucking evil when it comes to this crap. And, that they are. And most people on social media are, for the lack of a better term, they start talking politics, are regurgitating absolute pure bullshit that they don't understand, uh, that they copied and pasted, and they had to look up in the Webster's Dictionary and their phone to figure out what it meant in the first place. So anyways... <laughs> I look up shit on Webster's all the time. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. So Wikipedia. Sorry. So anyways, but I mean, that, that's a goal for me. And that's for us. We had to sit there and make a serious plan. If this was something I really wanted to do. Yeah. This is, and this is the first time I've talked about this since we met. And so after it took me six years to sit down and make a legitimate plan to make this a reality, mm-hmm. which means I'm nowhere nearer that goal than I was six years ago because I failed to actually make it a plan. It was pomp and circumstance. It was bullshit. It was is an ego bravado kind of crap. I'm gonna run for office someday. Just why I think magically somebody, some billionaire is gonna walk, walk up to me and, and just be like, "Hey, you should run for Senate. I'm gonna pay for it." A lot of people think that kind of shit happens. It doesn't happen. No. So I made no plan. So I am. I wasted six years of my life. I could have been closer to that goal because I didn't have any plan to execute and made no path for it. So if you take anything from today, 
inventory yourself. Inventory. One year, three year, five year, 10 year plans, goals. Share them with people in your life that you're close to, your, your employers, whatever, to figure out how the fuck to get those. Yep. It can't just say, I want to be self-employed. Okay, what the fuck for? What do you want to do? How are you going to get there? What does that look like? I want numbers, kids. Yeah. I don't, no fucking around, no these bullshit statements. I want to be Miss America. Okay, Betty White. It's probably not going to happen at 90 years old. <laughs> no, but my goal is to, to be, be Betty, Betty White, White when, yeah, I'm, that's, when that's I'm older. That is absolutely your goal. <laughs> but, you know, people make these insane, stupid shit. Like, I mean, I'm like, you justify why that's a goal. Yeah. I mean, justify why it's a goal, why it's important. And then make, and you'll find out whether or not that goal is worth this shit or not. Yeah. You know, so. And do something every single day to get you closer to that goal. And, and, whether, no matter you, how big or small it is. And my, make steps and my, my hope for everybody is if you can make your passion, your paycheck, as has been the theme of this show that you literally are able to feed your family and your soul off the same job. That is a major goal for mm-hmm. people and how to make that a reality is now, now that's where the specifics of the goal planning comes in play. Yeah. You know, um, what is it? The sign the 3% who never gave up, um, work for the, or the, the 97% of people who gave up work for the 3% of people who didn't. Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. be the 3%, be the 3%. Following the following the crowd and getting in all this hoopla and all this bullshit all the time, you're part of that 97%. Yeah. And the simple fact is to be where we're at, to be that kind of person to listen to this podcast, actually take action off this shit, you are part of that 2 or 3%. You're part of the percent that says no. Yeah. I mean... So literally say this, and this is, this is not for the political portion, but I've heard this about politics the other day, and I love this expression. It just made sense. But the social media and the media and all this is telling me that this is the path. Listen... If 90% of social, 97% of social media, media companies and all that stuff tell you that something's okay, you are not part of the resistance or the revolution, okay? You are the puppets of the puppeteers. You're the, the sheep for the powerful. And the only thing the rich and powerful are, are worried about is not being rich and powerful. Mm-hmm. So if the media is majorly behind your whatever it is you're doing, they say, well, the college track and this and that. Yeah, you know why? They want you in debt. They want you stuck in that job. Be a little worker bee. Be a good little worker bee and don't ever freaking move. Don't challenge their authority because if you do, they would lose their power. Yep. So if they're telling you this shit, and you can take this in politics too, if the majority of the media agrees with whatever it is you're saying, yeah, you're not part of the revolution. You're the puppet. Yeah. And that's just a fact. Look at every major movement, political movement in history. The media was always behind it. And we had things that we find atrocious now, just absolutely atrocious. In hindsight, 100 years later, 200 years later, 300 years later, 50 years later, at the time, that was what was trendy. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, with your life. We've been fed this bullshit since we were in high school, too. The same crap you kids out there listening to. Go to college. Rack up the debt. Do this, that. Buy the car. You deserve it. Buy the car. Have the experience. Travel. All these things. Nothing wrong with a lot of that shit. But now you're in debt up to your goddamn eyeballs, and you can't do anything, and you can't challenge the system status quo because you owe the man money. And without that payment, they're going to make your life a living hell. Welcome to indentured servitude. So make a plan to that that not be you once you're 40 and over. Ever. Yeah. I mean, ever. I went to a state school. I only had to pull out loans for a year and a half. I'm still paying that shit off. I don't use any of it. So anyways, thanks for allowing and tuning in the Now or Ever podcast. We have other things. We're going to be doing some uh, different goal-setting type podcast episodes. It's a little bit longer than I planned on it being, but yeah, I have, she gave me extra coffee this morning, so I'm going to wound up. 
up. Um, but plan some goals. Be the best you. Make a fucking plan yeah. to be the person that's behind the microphone in a situation like this, helping others achieve their dreams. And uh, that's a legacy I think that we would happy be happy to pass on oh, to others. So thanks, guys. Keep kicking ass and see you next week. See you guys. Story is you are you, and I am me. Just be. I'm a gentleman, now I'm settled in. Even when they said I'm not a man, I said, guess again, what's the way I walk into a room and everybody stare? Godfather like presence, everybody know I'm here. Stepping right into my office, pouring bearing on the rocks. Toast to the homies that can never see the light and the haters that forever see my ghost. What a night. I'm